welcome back to the Nutanix Community Podcast, episode 31. I'm your host, Angelo Luciani, along with Dwayne Lesner. On today's podcast, we talk with Suda from our product marketing team about Nutanix Acropolis, what it is, what are the components, and what sysadmins need to know to get started. This is part one in a series of podcasts on Acropolis. This is our overview episode, and in future podcasts, we plan on doing a deep dive on individual topics like networking, security, HA, etc. It's my hope that you get familiar with Acropolis and give it a test spin using our Community Edition or Community Edition On Demand in the Cloud with Ravello. Or take us up on our Extreme Computing Challenge, schedule a POC, and if we can't prove the value, we'll send you a Nutanix appliance at no cost. You can find the details about the Extreme Computing Challenge on our website at Nutanix.com. So with that, let's join the conversation with Dwayne and Suda. Welcome to the Nutanix Community Podcast. Today with me on the line, we have our fearless community leader, Angelo Luciani. And joining us from product marketing, we have Suda. I will let him introduce himself here shortly because I do not want to butcher his last name. Today on on topic, we're going to be talking about Nutanix Acropolis, kind of really getting into the, the nuts and bolts of, of what Nutanix is trying to bring to the market, a bit about why we are releasing our own hypervisor. So it should be pretty interested and informative. So I'll kick it over to Suda. Why don't you introduce yourself and let the community know what you do at Nutanix and uh, what have you been up to? Sounds good. Thanks for having me on the show, Dwayne. I'm the director of product marketing here at Nutanix. Hey, well, thanks for joining us. I like to affectionately call you WebScale Suda just from uh, some of your previous work. You know, we released uh, Nutanix Acropolis and kind of really formed out, you know, two products, Prism and Acropolis. And <laughs> good or bad, there's quite a few mentions of Acropolis within the product. So can you give us a kind of a high level overview of what Acropolis is and how that breaks out? Sure. So Nutanix Acropolis is an enterprise infrastructure solution from Nutanix. Acropolis natively converges compute, storage, and virtualization into a turnkey appliance that you can deploy in minutes and can support enterprise applications at any scale. So Acropolis includes two things, storage and virtualization. So let's talk about the compute and storage first. Traditional infrastructure solutions in which you have servers connected over some kind of storage network to a SAN storage solution, they make every step of the infrastructure lifecycle complex. For example, if customers want to deploy the stack, IT teams have to go select a network switch for the data fabric, then servers, then a SAN storage solution, then a storage network solution, which is typically fiber channel, an HBA that sits in the server and talks to the storage, and finally a virtualization solution. And they have to put all these different pieces together after selecting the components based on interoperability matrices, right? So it's very complex. Deployment often takes weeks and requires expert knowledge of the stack. Then all this has to happen before they can even start deploying applications on this infrastructure, right? There's far too much complexity. Wouldn't I have lots of things to do with that way? I'm not really a big fan of free time. <laughs> that is true. That is true. A lot of time right now is being spent on just infrastructure maintenance and lifecycle management of infrastructure rather than where the focus should be, which is applications and services that are really driving business forward. Right. So this is what Nutanix is doing. Nutanix hyperconverged solutions change this architecture by making storage a scale out resource. 
just as virtualization made compute scale out, Nutanix is making storage scale out. So the Nutanix solution has flash and hard disk drives in each of the servers, and the intelligent software pools the available storage resources in a cluster and presents it as a shared storage resource to the virtualization layer. So with Nutanix, you just need the Nutanix appliances, three to start, and a 10 gig Ethernet switch to connect them. And then you can deploy the virtualization solution of your choice, vSphere, Hyper-V, and then start provisioning applications on the stack. Right? So the distributed storage fabric makes the servers look like a shared storage device while eliminating the need for physical shared storage like a SAN or a NAS. Right? With our recent announcement, the Nutanix Acropolis solution now includes a natively converged enterprise virtualization solution as well. Right? In addition to vSphere and Hyper-V, customers can now use the built-in virtualization capabilities, which is a hypervisor and integrated VM management, to run their application. So just to recap, we have ESXi, we have Hyper-V. There's also now a, kind of a third hypervisor choice that you can run, that being the Acropolis hypervisor. That's right. So we believe that virtualization is an essential part of the infrastructure stack, right? And it's transformed how servers are deployed. But given the way infrastructure evolved, virtualization started off as a separate product that was designed to run on legacy storage solutions, right? LUN-centric storage. But knowing what we know about how infrastructure architectures have changed, we believe that virtualization should be an integral component of the converged infrastructure solution rather than a separate product that you have to actively manage and deploy and so on, right? So virtualization, in essence, is like the battery that powers the electric car, right? You need it in order for the car to run, but you don't care much for managing that battery as a separate product. In Nutanix Acropolis, that virtualization layer is designed to work with the intelligent VM-centric storage layer that we call the distributed storage fabric, right? So DSF handles all the storage operations, including provisioning, snapshots, clones, data protection, at the granularity of virtual machines. So you no longer need to use the storage services and the storage stack in each of the hypervisors, just as hyperconvergence makes your storage invisible by natively integrating it into the server, Acropolis is now making virtualization invisible by natively integrating it into the hyperconverged stack. I guess the analogy, if you're going from from gas to an electric vehicle, you know, there's just some componentry that really just doesn't make sense anymore, right? So just kind of eliminating it, is that kind of a, a fair statement? That's a fair statement, right? Because, you know, people have come to regard virtualization as a separate product that, that they have to go and deploy install in HA configurations and actively manage. But if you think about it, virtualization as a technology is an integral part of this infrastructure stack, right? It's not something that needs to sit aside as a separate product. In fact, it should work very closely with the other layers of the stack like storage and really give you this turnkey experience. And that is really what Acropolis is trying to do. I think it's easy for for us to get, you know, when you see something like a new product, you want to kind of bring up the spreadsheets and start matching features right away. I think for whatever reason, that's kind of ingrained I think, into a lot of us. And maybe Angelo can kind of highlight some of his own personal experience uh, where he was working before. But, you know, I guess it's hard to do that practice, basically, if there's a bunch of features on one side that are really not needed anymore. Yeah, Dwayne, uh, good point. Uh, you know, I, I recall going into meetings where basically folks brought in a checklist and sort of went down the checklist and sort of knocked off each piece that in terms of features and 
things that the, the product had that we that we wanted. So that's a valid valid point. And I and I think for folks that may not know, um, the Acropolis is is uh, Suda is based on a KVM, which we've modified. Is that correct? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Acropolis Hypervisor, which is the hypervisor in the Acropolis solution, is built on CentOS KVM foundation. And what we've done is extend that base functionality to include features like HA, live migration, and so on. Right. And also Acropolis has been hardened from a security perspective to meet stringent enterprise needs. That, that said, but like the first piece for me, if I was going to go off and pick a different hypervisor, would be how do I even manage you know, this thing, because they're, you know, I think KVM anyway has a history of poor management. So if I'm, you know, if I'm running another hypervisor, I'm probably really familiar with the tools. How do I, how do I cross over and try it out? Or is there a path or what, what's that, that landscape look like? That's a great point, Wayne. So I think a lot of people have looked at KVM and then actually walked away from it because management can be very complex. You have to go and learn a whole bunch of new tools and so on, right? We should start off by saying that with Acropolis, the point was not to introduce yet another hypervisor into the market, right? We believe that the hypervisors themselves are the new sheet metal, right? The hypervisor is commodity. When you think about the virtualization experience, what is more important and what's more valuable are the advanced services that you provide on top of the hypervisor, right? Including how you manage it. So, Nutanix provides this VM management capability in a way that is completely integrated with the rest of the infrastructure stack. And Dwayne, at the beginning of the call, you mentioned the two products that we announced. Acropolis is one of them. Acropolis, you can think of as the data fabric. Prism is the control fabric, right? Prism is all things management and analytics. Gives you a single pane of glass to really manage your entire infrastructure stack, including your physical clusters, storage, and virtualization. Right? And Prism, again, comes pre-installed on all Nutanix clusters. So every node in a Nutanix cluster has Prism running on it in a highly resilient configuration. So you basically get resilience and incremental scalability in the management plane out of the box without needing to install any third-party databases and configuring and maintaining the management layer. Is the look and feel the same between if I, you know, I want to run one hypervisor, say ESXi for some workloads and maybe try out the Acropolis hypervisor for some workloads? Can they coexist? Absolutely. So in terms of management experience, Prism is capable of managing your ESXi-based Nutanix deployments, Hyper-V, as well as the Acropolis hypervisor, right? So for all things where you want to manage storage, you want to manage your infrastructure, you can use Prism. Now, if you're using ESXi, then you would use vCenter to go and manage your virtualization environment, right? Creating VMs and so on. What a Prism does is, in addition to providing this common functionality across all hypervisors for the storage functionality, we also have virtualization features that are built into Prism. So if an admin is already familiar with Prism and has used it, knows how their way around the interface, then it's extremely simple because now the virtualization component just appears as one of the capabilities from within Prism. You don't have to go and learn any new set of features. right? It's all available from within Prism itself. So that is one of the ways in which we are making this transition, giving people the ability to basically try things out from within Prism in a very seamless way. One of the things that I find interesting is that you have this abundance of features, but it's also, you know, there's quite a bit of parity amongst all the hypervisors for Nutanix, which I think probably, you know, kudos for, for the engineering department. But 
I think it kind of gets back into Prism being the control plane and the common grounding set. Where does Prism start, I guess? Is there any, from a, from a management perspective, do I need to worry about anything? Like, do I need to worry about scaling it? Do I need to run certain applications? Or what's that story like? Sure. So, so the best thing about Prism is that it is a zero hassle management plane, right? So Prism, again, comes pre-installed on all Nutanix clusters. So every node has Prism running on it. You don't have to configure anything extra. So for example, with some of the, the more uh, traditional virtualization solutions, you have to go and install the management software on a different server. And if you want resilience in the management layer, then you have to go and install a third-party database like SQL Server and then configure high availability in the management plane, right? And then if you want to scale your cluster, you have to worry about whether that, that single point of management can handle the scale that you're looking for. With Prism, all those things go away because Prism is built using the same web scale technologies and architectures that the rest of the Nutanix solution uses, which means you get two things. One is incremental scaling of management capabilities as your cluster grows, because each time you add a node, there is Prism on that node as well, right? And the management functionality scales. And the second is, out of the box, it is highly resilient. Prism is automatically default high resilience. So if a node goes down and you lose that instance of Prism, you can automatically use one of the other available instances, right? So this resilience comes out of the box, built in, so you're not spending any time managing the management plane. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, managing the management or you know, backing up the backup. Uh, it's funny when those, those situations arise, but ironically, they happen quite a bit. <laughs> and, and that's gotta make sysadmins that have not experienced Nutanix yet, that's gotta make sysadmins just feel at ease i mean all the things that we've like we've done all the heavy lifting you know we've done we, we've looked after all the all these components so that the sysadmin basically just has to look after delivering his apps and his services to his clients like that, that it's truly amazing because i you know i recall in the past having to worry about and really having to worry about databases on different servers than than the management server uh replicating those across to the dr site making sure those are in sync um cutting over the LUNs, et cetera. I mean, this is the simplicity. It's just unmatched. And that's sort of a key design point, if you will, Suda, you know, going, making it easier for the, the, the sysadmin and people involved. In fact, some people say, I get my weekends back, so to speak. That is absolutely right, right? That is one of the core principles that the Nutanix solution is built on, right? We talk about invisible infrastructure. Now that could sound like a marketing term, but behind the concept of invisible infrastructure is this premise that admins shouldn't be spending all their time managing the infrastructure layer, right? You should be focused on applications and services. Now, in order to deliver that, you have to make infrastructure as simple to buy, deploy, manage, scale, support as possible, right? That is the core of it. So you can deploy a Nutanix cluster with AHV in minutes and start provisioning your applications, right? You're not spending time sitting and configuring things, deploying, managing the software, none of that, right? It comes out of the box, power it on, plug it into your 10 gig switch, some basic configuration, and within minutes, you can have your, your cluster up and running and you can start provisioning your applications, right? And you manage this entire infrastructure stack from a single pane of glass, right? Even across multiple clusters, we have a tool called Prism Central that allows you to manage multiple Nutanix clusters around the world, again, from a single pane of glass. 
right? And the software has advanced automation that makes your day-to-day management simple as well. For example, I'm sure that many folks who are listening to this have tried out our one-click upgrade feature, right? This allows you to upgrade all the software in the system non-disruptively with minimal manual intervention, right? So no more maintenance windows, no more planned downtimes. You can upgrade your hypervisor with a single click. You can upgrade the Nutanix software with a single click and all the firmware, right? So you're basically making life simple by reducing the management overhead. I think one of the the points that you kind of can draw to the the, the chaos of old is, you know, when you have a, a management cluster, like that whole concept of a design is probably the separation because you had no way of making your management highly available. So you're trying to cut it off. You kind of bring up a good point with the aspect of, you know, upgrades, because I think one thing that when I'm talking to people that are kind of getting into hyperconverts, the one thing traditional storage did really well is you kind of the, all of the eggs in one basket, so to speak, it had one management place, right? Like if you had 20 servers connecting into a storage array, that was one thing you had to manage. So if you don't have the management piece right on hyperconverged, you know, all of the value, like you could be the fastest solution in the market, but if you can't manage it at all, uh, you're probably going to lose any benefit that you that you might have had. That's very true. And often management is an afterthought in many of these solutions, right? You have you can have a highly scalable data fabric, right? Your virtualization solution, but if your management tool goes down or if you have some problem, you're not able to manage it, then effectively that system becomes useless, right? It, you have to wait for management to come back up. So it is as important to design your management platform right as your data fabric. And that's what we're doing with Prism. So Suda, give, give us an idea of what kind of um, applications we can we can expect to run on Acropolis. I'm sure there's a ton of sys, sysadmins out there uh, listening, wondering, um, you know, is it is it only, can I only run Linux on here or, or what? Can it maybe give us an idea? Sure. So Acropolis, in effect, is ready to run any application, right, out of the box. So we have a rapidly growing ecosystem of operating systems and applications that are being certified to run on Acropolis. I'll give you a couple of examples. So we are, when we announced Acropolis, we talked about getting Microsoft SVBP certification. So this is something that is available today. And with Microsoft SVBP certification, you basically have full support for all the versions of Windows operating systems, uh, you know, Windows Server 2008, 2012, as well as a host of applications from Microsoft, like Microsoft Exchange, SharePoint, SQL Server, Link, Dynamics. All these are certified to run on the Acropolis hypervisor with Nutanix, right? which means Microsoft will stand behind it and fully support it. And the other thing that we announced recently was support for Citrix, ZenApps, and Desktop. This is again big because now if you want to deploy a robust enterprise class BDI solution, you just need to talk to two vendors, right? Citrix for the software itself, for the application, and Nutanix for all things infrastructure, right? And these two are fully certified to run on the Nutanix platform. Moreover, because the hypervisor is based on KVM, and we've not made any fundamental modifications to that portion of the of the stack, pretty much any application that can run on KVM will run on Acropolis hypervisor, right? So it is built to be enterprise ready in that regard. I know for myself, even, even before the Acropolis hypervisor deploying VDI, it was always a matter of, 
you know, you shouldn't have your highest paid guys looking after virtual desktops as an example, right? It should be the technicians should be looking after the desktops. So I think it kind of rings through anyway, regardless of the infrastructure. Hopefully, you know, your, your, your brightest minds are working on, <laughs> on business problems, so to speak. I think uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. So, you know, you have all those workloads that you can run on Acropolis. How do you, how do you get them over there onto the Acropolis hypervisor? Sure. So you have a couple of different options. Acropolis, first of all, includes an image service that is exposed through Prism. So again, the Prism management plane allows you to manage this image service. This allows you to import images from different formats like QCOW, QCOW2, VMDK, and easily convert it to the format that AHV uses, which is RAW. Right? It includes a Vert.io driver installer that automatically selects the appropriate Vert.io driver. So this is the para-virtualization drivers that are required for KVM. And it comes pre-installed on Linux. But for Windows operating systems, we have a Vert.io driver installer that selects the appropriate version of the Vert.io driver for the operating system version that you are running and installs it in the VM. Right? So this makes the process of converting your VMs and applications that are running on maybe ASXi into the Acropolis hypervisor much easier. We also have migration services that the, the GSO team, the, the global services team and Nutanix provides to help make the transition in a risk-free, seamless way for you. So once you have your apps over, what's the management portion like as far as getting access to the VMs themselves? Like if I want to install an operating system Typically, you know, that world resolves around a, a fat client. Yeah, so for us, it is extremely easy, right? Prism is a web client. It's HTML5 based, so it's extremely fluid. And all of that functionality is exposed through Prism. So things like provisioning VMs or instantiating VMs from images available through Prism. And then once you have instantiated a VM, then if you want to basically remote console into that VM, we use a no VNC client in the which is available in all browsers, so you don't have to go and install any VNC clients or anything, right? You can basically log into your VM from within Prism itself, and all the the lifecycle management of the VM, right? Power on, power off, suspend, resume, snapshots, clones, migrating, all of that is available through Prism, right? So you can configure virtual networking. We have an inbuilt. IP address management functionality where you basically can run a DHCP server in the Nutanix cluster and you know you can assign IP addresses to VMs as they are created that they basically keep for the lifetime of the VM. And all this is available from within Prism, which means that your day-to-day -day operations for managing VMs, you don't have to go anywhere else. It's all from within the web interface that we provide. Are you trying to suggest there's some barriers between working departments, Suda? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I'm reaching a point where uh, a lot of the barriers between departments themselves are going away, right? Because this is about making the stack simple and making the experience more seamless. Well, the the barriers will get removed or they will look elsewhere, kind of hence the whole, you know, shadow IT. If you're, you're not fast enough, your, your workload will be sitting in the cloud somewhere, which is, you know, not altogether bad. I think that's probably why there's on our side a lot of thought about, you know, creating the the whole hybrid cloud solution. But you brought up the networking piece um, with the DHCP. I think there's probably a lot on that side. I, at least I'd like to to dig into for myself and the audience. But maybe 
we'll uh, leave that for for another uh, another show. Angelo, do you have any thoughts on the on on Prism itself or what you're seeing from out in the wild with people kind of getting its hands on it? Yeah, you know, just from from uh, past colleagues, these folks are are currently burdened with. Man, like Suda said, managing the infrastructure, man- managing different pieces. You know, you know, you, you have a management tool and it needs its database updated. What happens? Your DBA tells you, "Oh, I got to take your management tool offline because we got to p- apply the latest patch to the um, to the database, etc." You can see here, and and here's a here's just a a quick plug uh, for folks. You can see here the simplicity in in uh, Nutanix, and you know we we are currently. For community members that are that are interested, we are currently running a, a extreme computing challenge. So, if folks are interested in, in taking part in that, I encourage you to check out the website to to experience um, the simplicity with, uh, with with Nutanix. But I do want to let folks know that we are going to have a series of podcasts on Acropolis, and we are going to drill down into different topics. We're going to dive deep into each topic. So those will be coming out in the next uh, several weeks and months ahead. So I encourage you to stay tuned for those. But um, I do have three um, rapid-fire questions for Suda, if uh, if you're okay with that, Dwayne. Yeah, let's uh, let's hit him with it. Okay, Suda, this is just uh, we got three fun questions for you. Uh, sure. Just just to you know let let community folks uh, know that hey, you know he's just like me. So iOS or Android iOS. iOS. Favorite app? Favorite app, Slack right now. Wow. <laughs> and what book are you currently reading that um, either ebook or physical book, either fiction or, or technical? Sure. I'm reading a couple of books right now. One is uh, Elon, Musk's, uh, Elon Musk's biography. Ashley Vance wrote it. It's a phenomenal book, right? Talks about how the, the thinking behind all the companies that Elon Musk has built. That's a phenomenal book. And I also just finished Zero to One by Peter Thiel, the other oh, okay. uh, co-founder of PayPal. So both these books are excellent reads, uh, give you a very new perspective on how people think. Good, good. I'd like to add a fourth question, if possible. Sure. <laughs> and put him on the spot. Who is your favorite coworker, Suda? Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can pass. Yeah, Dwayne, <laughs> you're my favorite. Uh-huh. Now I have to ask for you after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, good. Let me just put a quick plug in before we close the podcast today. Uh, we do have a really cool best practice guide for folks if they want to learn more, dive in a little deeper, called the Acropolis Hypervisor Best Practice Guide, which was released recently. Uh, it's gotten a lot of shares on social. I encourage you to check that out. And as you're reading that, if you come up with any questions or anything, post them on the next community, the Nutanix Next community. And what we'll do is we'll try to um, pull a few of them together, maybe answer a series on the next podcast, maybe have Suda uh, answer a bunch of questions from the community on the next podcast, or email me or hit me up on Twitter, Dwayne as well, with uh, Acropolis questions. We'll answer them uh, in, a, in a future podcast. So with that, uh, Suda, thanks so much. Uh, we're going to be talking to you in the next weeks and months ahead as we dive deeper. Uh, looking forward to it. And thanks so much for participating. I enjoyed this. This is a great conversation about Acropolis. Good, good. good, good. And Dwayne, any last uh, words of wisdom? Oh, uh, 
not much out of this camp, but I will hope in the next coming podcast where Sud is on that his fourth question becomes a lot more crisp in the delivery. Good stuff. Okay, <laughs> so with that, thanks, folks, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. I encourage you to follow Nutanix on Twitter for latest news and announcements. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If you haven't done so already, download Community Edition and continue the conversation over at the next community at next.nutanix.com. And with that, for Dwayne Lesnar, I'm Angelo Luciani. See you later. <laughs>